0: Welcome back to the Geek Centric Podcast and welcome to our Watch Club preview for Disney Plus's latest Marvel series, What If... What's up, travelers? My name is Justin, and today we'll be pondering no more as we share our reaction to Marvel's latest Disney Plus series, What If? Hitting the streaming platform tomorrow or August 11th, depending on when you're listening to this episode. We were fortunate enough to get three episodes early. Huge thank you to Disney for allowing us to take part in this early review. We're very excited to share our thoughts on this new series. But before we get to that, if you're joining us for the first time, this is our Watch Club preview show, where we deliver our spoiler-free reaction to the latest show ahead of release to the general audience and before our week to week, episode-to-episode spoiler-filled coverage, where we dive deep and break everything down like only Geek Centric can. Joining me for today's preview show, as always, we have my fellow brothers from Other Mothers, Nate Shelton and Kevin Hudson. How are you boys?
1: Dude, what if we were from the same mothers?
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. I'm just saying.
1: I mean, Where's at least Kevin and we, I. We should
2: exactly. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You yeah. might both just be from the same dads. I don't know. That maybe that's, <laughs> that's how it works. Oh, I don't know how the mystery goes. after all these years the has man, been solved. You know? What if? <laughs> what if indeed? Oh, man. Guys, I am very excited to talk about this series with you. Yes. Um, but before we do, for for all of our Marvel fans out there, the show has probably been on their radar for a while. But for those who might be finding the show and finding us at the same time, I thought it might be helpful to just give a little bit of background to the show. What If is the latest Marvel series and their first animated anthology series for the streaming service Disney Plus. Inspired by the Marvel Comics series of the same name, the series explores alternate timelines in the multiverse that show what would happen if major moments from the MCU films occurred differently. Created by A.C. Bradley and directed by Brian Andrews, and actually A.C. Bradley recently confirmed uh, during a press junket, that this series will in fact be a part of the MCU, which means the stories from this 10-part anthology series will be connected to the bigger MCU future. Really? Yes. In terms of cast, well, we've got a lot of familiar voices returning. Well, first, we got a newcomer, Jeffrey Wright, who's going to be playing The Watcher, uh, who's the narrator of this series. He's so good. We got a lot of other familiar MCU voices. We got Jeremy Renner. We got Mark Ruffalo. We got Michael B. Jordan, Dominic Cooper, uh, Karen Gillian, Haley Atwell, Tom Hiddleston, of course, Chris Hemsworth, Samuel L. Jackson, Stanley Tucci. Like the list goes on. And I'm really happy to say, we got Chadwick Boseman uh, we talked about mm. this on another episode this was his last time playing T'Challa uh, the Black Panther so Wakanda forever but uh, yeah this cast is stacked the voice acting is well we'll, we'll, we'll get to that uh, first oh, why don't okay. we just start why don't we start uh, uh, with our hype level um, before getting you know into our spoiler free discussion I want to know what was your hype level going into this show Kev let's let's start with you um, I, I,
2: I'm certainly intrigued by all of this. Uh, I think it's kind of a bold approach for them to be taking. It seems a little bit less conventional than some of the earlier projects we've gotten from Disney+. And so I think my my only apprehension going into this is, is just how connected to the bigger picture of the MCU it's all going to be. And, I mean, it's funny, three episodes in, I'm still not quite sure. But going in, I thought... Wow, they could have a lot of fun with this project. It's literally an infinite number of possibilities that we could sort of explore, and so yeah, I mean, anything that Marvel does is amazing, and so uh, any new project has me excited, and this was no different.
0: Nate, how about yourself? What was your hype level going in?
1: You know what? It was. I think it's slowly built as we watched Loki. So for me, it was it was you know the 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 huge, massive, like literally. You know the Disney Investors Day. That day, I had like a massive headache just watching and freaking out about everything. Like I was watching it with with a friend of the show, uh, Monroe and Megan, and uh, and we were watching and just like screaming and freaking out at every single announcement. And this "what if" thing comes up, and we're like, "Oh, that'll be that'll be cool. That'll be neat. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Animated. Cool." Uh, But it never really stuck out to me as something that I I thought, "Okay, this is going to have to connect in some way." And so as we're watching more and more of these Disney series, you know, you've got your your WandaVision and then we got our, our Falcon and Winter Soldier. You know, watching those shows, it, it didn't, I couldn't quite tell. I knew that obviously we thought WandaVision was going to be uh, more connected from a multiversal standpoint. But then going into Falcon and the Winter Soldier and thinking, remember, we, I think we've talked about how we didn't feel like that series uh, was going to have massive implications on the MCU as a whole. If Loki hadn't filled that void, if you will, uh, no pun intended, um, then I I don't think that I would have been as excited for this series. So now, after seeing Loki, seeing how crazy they got in some of those episodes, I mean, we got Crocodile Loki going on, right? Like, it just gave me such uh, hope for this series, and now I'm just I am just trying to, like, rack my brain as to how are they going to find a way. Uh, and I think that's part of the huge intrigue with the series. So, from a standpoint of hype, I'll say it was at its peak, uh, probably right after the finale of Loki. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, you know, the announcement was in 2019, originally, at, at Comic-Con. Yeah. When they announced it, and uh there there wasn't much that was really shown other than i think a teaser trailer with jeffrey wright as the watcher i I was trying to find it before doing this podcast i couldn't um but then i think at 2020 at, at the investors disney investors meeting we actually got like a little glimpse to the animation style and the characters that we would see and that really amped up the hype that gave it the look that i was just like okay this looks very interesting um but then 2021 comes around and we get the shows and yeah, you're right. You know, WandaVision, Falcon, Witcher Soldier, they didn't really play a part. But after the events of Loki, this is the perfect oh. time for this show to come out. And 100% I'm jacked. I'm I'm excited to see where this is going to go and, and how weird it can be, uh, especially after how weird they were in Loki. Uh, so, yeah, I would say on the hype scale, I was, I was at like an 8 out of 10. But my apprehension of giving it a 10 out of 10 really comes down to how is it going to tie into the bigger picture? Mm. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. Now, let's discuss these three episodes. And and what we're going to do is we'll be obviously very general. We want to be spoiler free. Discuss some things that maybe, you know, that you like, that you didn't like. Do you have concerns? Let's just discuss. So, Nate, let's, let's start with you.
1: Yeah. Uh, first thing I want to say is the feeling of the narratives of this show. I mean, they're a half an hour long, these episodes. Uh, And and you know what though? It, It felt like a good lengthy half hour, but the speed and pace at which the narratives move, it feels like you're watching a Marvel movie on fast forward, but in the best way possible because it trusts the audiences that you know are watching this show to be—it's like we get you get it. You are here because you are an MCU diehard, and you understand. So we're familiar with these stories that came before. We don't need all the like little intricate scenes in between that would be kind of the the scenes to build the characters up because we already know them. We don't need those. And so it's just so cool and how how it mixes things up in such a smart way and how thoughtful it is uh, to pay attention to the fact that the hardcore audience is watching them.
2: Yeah, Nate, I totally got that same feeling. It was almost like listening to a podcast on two times speed mode, you know? Yes. Um, And you're right. They, they, They don't hold your hand at all, and they allow you to fill in the gaps. You know, you sort of get a two-minute um, introduction or explanation as to what we're about to witness, and then they just go full speed ahead, no more hand-holding, no more of that. And so, yeah, from a pacing standpoint, right off the bat, it sort of hooks you in and just you get flying on this adventure. So good.
0: I, I, would, I would agree with that sentiment for the second and third episode more so than the first one i felt like the first episode felt like sort of abridged and a bit disjointed and not like a singular story much like the episode two and three that you know gave you the moments from the mcu to remind you of where you are in the mcu and then take you on a new story with new twists but in that first episode felt like you moved through quite a bit and the twists were cool and everything was really great. And I was so excited to see this story. But I don't know. It just in the end, that story felt sort of abridged and, and very disjointed.
2: Huh. See, because I thought that was the perfect episode to sort of start this with. Because yeah, it was... Same. It was this... Not safest isn't the word I'm looking for. But it was the story that deviates the least from the story we're familiar with at Absolutely. this time obviously yeah. we won't go into specific details about you know some of the changes that happened but i just think from a standpoint of showing us that there are similarities to the mcu we're familiar with but things are different and it's almost like a butterfly effect that you get sure. from certain actions happening i thought they were wise to sort of start with a story that doesn't deviate too much whereas by the third you know episode they're getting wilder and crazier and zanier yeah. and that's so exciting looking forward as to like, just how far out there are they going to go with some of these stories?
0: Sure. I I get you. They work you into it, right? Like they, they sort of like ease you into what the concept of the show is about and and reliving, you know, very important MCU moments. Makes sense.
1: If I got to talk about Jeffrey, Wright though, like Mm -hmm. uh, the watcher is just such a, a really cool idea. Um, And and I got to say it just it, you're it's such twilight zone vibes and I know that's what they were going for, for right 100%, is yeah. is that that aspect of it but not just from not just from the you know the the introduction and the outro but also from the standpoint of there are going to be moments where these episodes are going to end and these characters aren't necessarily in a better place than right. than the outcomes that we know from our MCU. Right. So and I think that's super cool though that we get what those if? we get both, right? We get we get both the wow, this actually turned out much better. And wow, this actually is is much worse, terrifying yeah. and scary and much yeah, worse. Yeah. And it's just that's how that fitting that theme in from and, and taking that inspiration from Twilight Zone, not just from the narration, I think is super cool.
0: Well if, if this was an ease in process and episode one, you know, I, I kind of see now how and why it would have been so scripted to its original source from the MCU just to again as you guys were saying familiarize you and ease you into this idea of you know multiverse and alternate sort of perspective so based on that though I was concerned about if we we're gonna see you know we, we've been doing the Bad Batch and uh, we've been talking about how some episodes might be a little bit more filler and and just for the sake of will we see that through this series will we see like an episode like you know we know we're gonna get zombies is that really just gonna be like a you know here's here's your zombie episode right
1: that's impossible for us to say until we've seen more of course right because i I, you know with with ac bradley coming on the record and saying like this is canon this is happening uh, this is part of the MCU. I think we will probably, honestly, not even know the answer to the question you just asked, Justin, until the finale of this first uh, season, if there are, if they're going to do more seasons. And speaking of, of the aspect of having more than one season, I also like how these episodes are ending to the point where I'm like, I want to see more of that story. Well, so- I want to see more from there. And I think it's possible that they could do a season two and then continue... Each individual narrative uh, beyond what, you know, what we've gotten in this this season, not just as a one off, but as like almost as if we're getting like a series of series. It's (laughs) great.
0: One thing that stood out to me is the possibility that some of these stories aren't done uh, and that some of these stories might uh, make a resurgence later in the later episodes Mm -hmm. we might see some of these people come back and that makes me kind of interested to see if you know if this is an intro and then we see a little bit more of their story later down the road interacting with other stories but yeah the the possibilities
1: now i want to talk to kevin because i want to bring this up with you because i know in past instances we've talked about how you're not the the biggest fan of of animated properties and i my heart sung when you when you were like i watched avatar the last airbender and i was like oh my gosh it's incredible Um, um, and so so, you know, I wanted to talk to you about this one. Uh given that it is the MCU, obviously you're like, I'm on board, let's go. I do think like the art direction and animation did have me worried at first glance when we got the trailer for this, but I think it's actually incredibly beautiful in most of the scenes and the way that it plays with 2D and 3D, it and, and like sometimes where it feels like it's in between. But the fact that it is animated, Kevin, does this change your perspective, I guess, of what you could get from an animated series?
2: I think because we've been told that it is canon, it is connected to the other properties, That's that takes away a little bit of the apprehension I would normally have going into an animated series. Mm-hmm. you know. And I think the stories that they're telling here are almost only possible through animation. I think Again. it would be really, really hard to have done this live action, obviously. And so... As a medium, I think it works perfectly for this type of story that they want to be telling. So, yeah, I, I was never thrown off or bothered by the animation at all. And I think oftentimes animation for me can often feel like it's almost a lesser property, Oof. that it's not as significant as something done in live action. Where oh, it, And man. this, I didn't get that impression. Right? Like, I don't think for the full Skywalker story, you ever need to go and watch any of the Clone Wars stuff to get that bigger picture. And so it's a lesser property, in my opinion. Whereas. You know this, this. This I never got that sort of disjointed feeling, and I know we're very much on the yeah, opposite I'll, ends of the spectrum. I, yeah, I'll heavily disagree well. on that one, Kevin. Yeah. Please, That's everyone, fine. go watch Clone Wars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but and Rebels. <laughs> Rebels, yes, and better. Rebels, and Bad Batch. Anyways, um, no, I, I, I do, I do agree from that standpoint of, of yes, the voice acting and bringing over those actors elevates the series, and I also want to just shout out Laura Cartman for composing the music for this show. It, her score is. Elevating every single moment and it's so cool because if you're a fan of, of music and movies which we did one of my favorite podcast episodes we did a long time ago was our like our favorite um, composers and our favorite uh, you know music from movies and the coolest thing that she does within at least these three episodes that we've seen so far is she blends together. Not only are these some of these worlds being blended together, but she blends the score, together the yeah. scores from those movies and those themes, and it's so well done. The way she weaves it together, you know, it's just... It's awesome. It's it's really fantastic, and it just makes it so much better than Disney's animated Marvel shows of the past. I yes. think back to like Disney XD, and they did like a Guardians, uh, you know, of the Galaxy show, and that show that show was it, cool looking. It didn't go anywhere, no. and it also just didn't have the oomph behind it uh, that this series clearly has. Uh, I, I would totally agree that the music
2: helps to sort of bring this up to that quality of the MCU that we've come to expect. And then you also touched on how the animation is so well done that even though it's not obviously live action and these big special effects driven pieces, it's still so lovely to look at that it carries this sort of resonance with it. The one area where I think they kind of dropped the ball a little in terms of carrying over those MCU vibes would have to be the writing at times. Um, Mm -hmm. I think... I think there's some great dialogue, but I also think, especially during action sequences, the dialogue is a bit cheesy for my liking and felt very much like I was watching a 90s Saturday morning cartoon (laughs) and not, you know, uh, an MCU project. Right,
0: right. Yeah, of course. Well, with that and talking about things that we may not have liked, was there anything else that, that you guys didn't really dig or that has you concerned Nate, why don't we start with you?
1: Well, I listen, I knew this was gonna be something that we would like talk about because we always talk about what we did and didn't like. I don't have anything. I mean, I I guess the only thing I could play off of is, Kevin, what you just said, is the aspect that yes, some of the dialogue can come across a little wooden, but and, and the other thing I guess I was afraid of as well was the voice acting. Like they're not they don't have every single person in here right and so I was worried like are some of these these impressions going to throw me off and honestly I didn't feel that way throughout the entirety of these three episodes I ne- at no point in time was I like oh uh, that does not sound like you know Steve Rogers or, or, or who have you know whoever we see yeah I think I think you know nine times out of ten th- these impressionists
2: are like hitting it out of the park I mean yeah. some of them feel more natural even as impressions than some of the actual actors, actors yeah, coming back to reprise their roles. Yeah. And because we've talked about it before and how, you know, it can often be tough for a live action actor to come in and play a character they're familiar with, but without being able to convey any physical acting traits. Right. And so a few uh, performances came off, I'm uh, not to use the word again, but a little wooden, a little stiff, a little less charismatic than maybe we're used to seeing them uh, portrayed. But I think the impressions have been absolutely phenomenal. It was, it was kind of almost fun going. Oh, is that the actual actor that they've brought back, or is that somebody playing? Uh, you know, doing an impression.
0: Yeah, I, I will say the animation style, the action scenes look so good, um, and 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 they're vibrant and they're colorful and they're they're very well cut together. But yeah. I gotta say, like the voice, like the lip work, mm. it was very off. Like I don't know lip if, work. Yeah, well, like the the, the sort of like the yeah. matching of the dialogue, it didn't seem as clean and as 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 refined as like you would anticipate from other animated shows.
1: I noticed that I noticed that a little bit, Justin. But like, I don't know, man. I you know, uh, it's no spoilers to say that Peggy Carter is in the first episode, and her her like. The way she emotes with her eyes and her face, like, I, I didn't, yes, I noticed there were moments where her lips were a little off, but it didn't bother me. Her facial expression was spot on. It. Yeah. yeah, it made yeah, up for that's it. That's
0: true. That is true. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right, well, that concludes our, our high-level, spoiler-free, um, and and obviously, it's very hard to discuss this series <laughs> and what we've seen <laughs> yes. in a spoiler-free capacity. Yeah. So this is really just a teaser, a taste. And with that, I think we can leave this episode with our hype level. So after watching these three episodes of this new anthology series, does it live? <laughs> All right, Kev, uh, why don't you tell us uh, where are you sitting on the hype scale now after watching these three episodes?
2: Especially with what happens in the third episode. Because I think think each episode almost does a different job. You know, the first episode gives us a story that we're obviously familiar with and tweaks it ever so slightly. Then in the second one, uh, you know, we're surrounded by characters we're familiar with, but they're all sort of in a different element. And so we almost get to see expanded or different sides of characters that we thought we once knew. Uh, And so that was a fun way to sort of amplify what this show is doing and sort of tweaking these familiar stories. And then the third one completely goes off the rails and is like legitimately, genuinely shocking at times. And, and, And it just felt like they were building and building and building throughout the three episodes. And so I'm almost excited to see just how far out and crazy and wild with these different universes that they actually do go for the show so if i was heading into watching these three episodes my hype was probably around a 7.2 leaving that third episode i'm at a full nine 9.1 like i'm ready i'm in i'm invested i can't wait to see more and so this more than lived up to the hype for me and has got me really really excited for where we could go with it
0: awesome nate how about yourself
1: yeah going into it i was probably at about I would say maybe like an eight uh, again just hype to see kind of uh, you know after what they did with Loki what are they how is this gonna work Wh- how weird are they going to get and yeah it just the series has so far has it's been having fun in so many unexpected ways like expect the unexpected for sure because it is absolutely crazy at times to the point where again in moments there were moments of Loki where, where I'm like hold on a second hold on we spent how many movies with this established as like this is how it is this is this is how important some of these things are and you're just going to take them and and toss them aside like they're nothing or or turn them into something completely different and this show is doing that and it's getting me so hyped and amped just to see how much further they can push some of these things uh i am i am so stoked i i think I love that the it it still has that very MCU quippy uh, dialogue, especially in that second episode. Um, and even though some of the dialogue does feel wooden at times, and 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 again, sometimes some of these on-screen actors struggle slightly with the voice acting uh, capacity. I do think that when it works, it just feels seamless, and the and it's not distracting in any way. I am so jazzed for the rest of this series uh so I'm at a nine five I'm at a freaking nine five I can't say I'm at a ten yet but that's only because I don't know how it builds into the larger picture
0: yeah um going into the for myself going into the the show like I said I was I was at eight out of ten on the hype scale and you know what coming coming out of these three episodes I'm still at an eight out of ten and this lived up to the hype but it didn't exceed it just because I haven't seen enough, uh, but what I am interested in is very much what you guys have already kind of uh, expressed. It's it's the fact that anything is possible. Uh, everything that we know and that we've been comfortable with in the MCU is being turned upside down. Uh, it's being altered. Uh, it's being changed. And. Um, that's that's refreshing that's 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 fun to see and and be a part of and to see where they're going to go um so i am very much extremely excited um and and i want to see the payoff of of what is this going to be for the mcu as a whole uh a little apprehensive with 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 maybe certain elements but again we've only seen three of of 10 episodes so i guess it's it's fair to say that more to come and then we will decide Right. Whereas
2: for me, again, it's my apprehension towards animated properties. And so this has delivered. It's it's Maybe it'll convert me. Maybe I'll become Let's go. more of a supporter yeah. towards he's animated. Gonna, he's going to watch
0: Clone Wars after this. I Let's like, go. guarantee it. <laughs> well, guys, uh, we made it through n- without spoiling a single thing for our listeners. But that, was Justin, what?
1: that was hard Justin, to do. That was hard to do. What if I did right now? By the way, in second episode, <laughs> no, this- we're
0: cutting you off. There you go. Okay, that's it for our Watch Club preview for Marvel's "What If," hitting Disney Plus uh, tomorrow, August eleventh. But we are far from done. With this series, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we'll be posting weekly Watch Club episodes where we break down all the details from the episode of that week. So make sure you watch the episodes before listening, because we'll be able to actually go into spoilers for those episodes. Also, I'm extremely happy to announce that uh, we will be joined by our Marvel know-it-all and regular guest Darcy Hudson, who I can only imagine is both angry and excited that and, <laughs> and elated and aroused <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm excited it's gonna be a fun 10 weeks to to watch these shows and, and really break everything down uh with you guys so yeah another watch club right around the corner and that drops tomorrow and also keep in mind we also have a ton of other episodes covering the latest movies and TV shows out now, including our spoiler-free review for Disney's Jungle Cruise and our review for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, where we share our spoiler-free and spoiler-filled thoughts in one episode episode and we're also wrapping up our 16 week watch club for the star wars animated series the bad batch and it's our- so good <laughs> yeah. finally Darcy's though. On you've that I think well. finally no <laughs> <laughs> a little so bit good. oh man I, this last episode has has won me over the penultimate our penultimate oh. review is out now so go give those a listen and leave a five-star review if you don't mind kev Nate, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club preview. I'm excited for us to get into this show. But until then, as we say...
2: What if I love you? What if you get home safe, guys? What if you peace? <laughs> <laughs>